0: I invite you to open your Bibles to the passage that Austin read for us just a few moments ago, and for emphasis sake, I'm going to read it again at the beginning of our lesson, and I'm going to read it again at the end of our lesson. I want you to think about what you've already heard when Austin read it, and I want you to think about it again as I read it and start forming your own thoughts about what this passage may mean to you. And then at the end of our lesson this evening, as we read it at the conclusion of our lesson, I want you to think about this passage again and think about what it can mean to you. But Once again, for emphasis sake, from the King James Version, And what shall I more say? For time would fail to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Japheth, and of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms... Wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of, uh, violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, wax valiant, and fight, turned to, flight, uh, to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection." And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of earth and these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise god having provided some better thing for us that they may that they without us should not be made perfect and that of course is from hebrews chapter 11 beginning at verse 32 and going to the end of the chapter i want to share with you a story a story told by a guy by the name of jacob And Jacob tells the story, and picture this scene in your mind. There are some kids about to go to bed, and they're sitting around a fireplace in a living room. And um, they come up to Jacob and they say, Jacob, please tell us a story before we go to bed. And Jacob says, A story about what? And the children squealed, About a giant. About a giant. And so Jacob smiled and he leaned against the warm stones on the side of the fireplace and his voice turned softly inward. And this is the story that he told. Once there was a boy who asked his father to take him to see the great parade that passed through the village. The father, remembering the parade from when he was a boy, quickly agreed. And the next morning the boy and his father set out together. As they approached the parade route... "'People started to push in from all sides, and the crowd grew thick. "'When the people along the way became almost a wall, "'the father lifted up his son and placed him on his shoulders. "'Soon the parade began, and as it passed, "'the boy kept telling his father how wonderful it was "'and how spectacular were the colors and the images. "'The boy, in fact, grew so prideful of what he saw "'that he mocked those who saw less, saying, "'Even to his father,' If you could only see what I see. But, said Jacob, staring straight in the faces of the children, what the boy did not look at was why he could see. What the boy forgot was that once his father, too, could see. Then, as if he finished the story, Jacob stopped speaking. Is that it? Said the disappointed girl, I thought you were going to tell us a story about a giant. But I did, said Jacob. I told you a story about a boy who could have been a giant. How? squealed the children. A giant, said Jacob, is anyone who remembers. We are all sitting on someone else's shoulders. And what does that make us if we don't remember? asked the boy that simply makes you a burden said jacob i think about this passage that we have before us and i think about the story that i just shared with you and i think about the fact that we have been so richly blessed by those who have gone on before us uh, this morning's lesson we talked about different things that we should be thankful for which we should be thankful and one of the things that we should be thankful is that there were people who have gone before us that have paved the way for us and made this life so much easier and allow us to see things that we have not, would not have the opportunity if we did not have the opportunity to stand upon their shoulders. When I think about the fact that in my family, I recognize that there are grandparents and parents in my life. If it wasn't for me being allowed to stand upon their shoulders there would be some things in my life that I never would have the opportunity to, to experience. I've told the story before, but it bears repeating how that the fact that if my grandmother wasn't sitting on her porch one day and studying her Bible, and a man coming along and deciding to talk to her about what she was studying, uh, it could be very possible that I would not be a member of the Lord's Church right now. But because she took the time and because she had the open heart to listen to this guy and set up a Bible study, and began studying with this, young, with this man that not only was she converted, but her husband was converted and the, her three children were converted. And because of that, two of her sons became gospel preachers. And because of that, well, not only were probably thousands of people saved, but these families, these men, their own children were saved and were part of the Lord's church. Uh, if that happened, happened. I probably maybe would not be a Christian today. I don't know. I hope that my search for truth would be such that I would find it on my own. But I can tell you this evening that I'm thankful that I can stand upon the shoulders of my grandmother. Uh, I appreciate the fact that I can stand upon the shoulders of my father. I don't know if I would have the love for gospel preaching that I have. I don't know what kind of ability I would have had at this time in my life to be able to preach the gospel if it wasn't for this act fact that I grew up in a household where I had a father who was a gospel preacher, a good gospel preacher, and I was able to watch him, I was able to listen to him, I was able to learn from his study habits and able to watch him as he interacted with people, and I believe that I am the preacher that I am today because I had the opportunity to stand upon his shoulders. We need to ask ourselves, are we going to be thankful for those in our families who paved the way for us? Are we going to be able to be giants, or we're simply going to be a burden? And then I think about, as a citizen of the United States, how that uh, I owe a great debt of gratitude to those who gave their lives for the freedoms that I'm able to enjoy. Uh, Last Sunday was uh, Veterans Day, and uh, that day is to remind us all who have served in the armed forces and have fought for our freedoms. And then you think about Memorial Day that reminds us of those who actually have lost their life in order for us to enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy. Our freedom has been secured by those who have spilt blood, who have spilt sweat, who have spilt tears in our nation wards. Their sacrifices on foreign fields should give us pause as we contemplate their unselfishness. They deserve a gratitude of a thankful nation, eager to remain free, and we should be as individuals, as we stand upon the shoulders of those who fought for us, that we vow to never forget the fallen heroes or to forsake their vision. Well, we especially think about those who lost their lives in World War II, as Tom Brokaw referred to them as the greatest generation who endured the horrors of World War II and the thousands that passed from this life every month during that war. Because we're able to stand upon their shoulders, we should not be a burden, but instead we should try to be giants with what they left us. We should continue to have the courage and the resolve and the ingenuity that they used to help build a nation and continue to build our nation. And we should be forever thankful for them because we stand upon their shoulders. Many years ago, Ronald Reagan once made a speech and then opened the floor to questions. One young man stood up and asked, how in the world can you understand our generation when you are so much older than we are? I mean, we have televisions, jet airplanes, spaceships, and many other technologies. You didn't have any of those things when you were our age, so how can you know what it's like to be our generation Ronald Reagan, as he often does, kind of politely, kind of shook his head a little bit and had a little smirk on his face, and he said, You're right, we didn't have those things when I was your age. We were too busy inventing them. And we need to make sure that we understand and appreciate and are thankful as citizens of these United States that we're able to stand upon the soldier's of shoulders of soldiers, men and women who fought for this country and make sure that we have the freedoms that we get to enjoy, and we need to use that opportunity to be a giant instead of being a burden. And then I start thinking about the fact that Christianity, the church, what we get to enjoy in the church today, how that we too stand upon the shoulders of so many people. One already back to the Restoration Movement when there was a time in this country when there was not really such a thing as non-denominational Christianity. If you were a part of religion, Christian religion, you were a part of a denomination. But then there were people like Thomas Campbell who taught his son Alexander Campbell that we had the freedom to study the Bible for ourselves. We had the freedom to be a Christian only and only a Christian. And because of his influence on Alexander Campbell, Alexander Campbell started preaching about New Testament Christianity and at the same time as he was preaching in West Virginia, there was another guy by the name of Barton W. Stone in West Virginia and there was another man by the name of Abner Jones up in New England with a guy by the name of Elias Smith and there were other people in North Carolina and South Carolina who began to preach just the simple uh, New Testament gospel. And because of their influence on the world and because of the things that they wrote, there became other people that came along, such as Moses Lord and James McGarvey. And because of their teaching and influence, there came a man by the name of David Lipscomb. And because of his influence on the world, there became people like Tolbert Fanning and B.C. Goodpasture. And that led to preachers like Barrett, Baxter and, and uh, Gus Nichols and Guyon Woods and Franklin Camp and Marshall Keeble. All these men dedicated to their lives and perhaps converted thousands and thousands simply preaching the old Jerusalem gospel so that we too, even today, can be a part of the Lord's church. Just think if we were not being able to stand upon their shoulders and be able to uh, enjoy the fruits of their labor, uh, we may still be in the darkness of denominationalism. We may not know that we can indeed be free through Jesus Christ and be able to study the Bible on our own and come to our own conclusions about things rather than to toe the line that councils and conventions and catechisms tell us that we have to toe the line to. But instead, we get the opportunity to stand on their shoulders, and as we stand on their shoulders, we need to decide within our hearts if we're going to be thankful and be giants or just simply going to be a burden that somebody has to carry along. And then as I think about even this particular congregation. And I think about the time that I've been with this congregation. And I think about the people who were part of this congregation before I was ever here. And I think about the time that the church was in its infancy here in Monroe. And though I may not know all the names and I may not know all the deeds. But I do know the reason why this particular church exists here in this city is because there are those who have gone on before us, some who have even left this life, that because of their dedication, because they wanted to see the gospel taught in the city of Monroe and in the county of Union, because they were willing to give of their means and sacrifice and perhaps donate money that they didn't have really the money to donate, and think about the time and the sweat and effort going down through the years so that we're here on this Sunday night here in November of 2018. We're able to come here and worship tonight because we're standing on the shoulders of somebody else's work. And once again, we have to ask ourselves, are we going to stand upon those shoulders and we're going to be giants? Or are we simply going to be a burden? Now, as you're thinking about all that in your head, I want you to once again look at the passage that we have before us this evening. And I want you to think about the fact that what's being described here in these verses are some people that were standing on their shoulders this evening. This passage is about those who, because of what they did, we get to enjoy what we enjoy today. Because of what they did in Old Testament times, we now have the New Testament. Because of what they did in Old Testament times, we now have a Savior, Jesus Christ. Because of the fact that they remained faithful and didn't even get to enjoy the things that we get to enjoy, but because of what they did, we stand on their shoulders and we get to enjoy the benefits of the New Covenant, of the New Testament, and the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. We're standing on their shoulders And we have to make the decision tonight whether or not we're going to be a giant or whether or not we're going to be a burden as we stand upon their shoulders. Listen again to the passage. And maybe now the passage even takes on greater meaning and more life as you read it. Once again, Hebrews 11, beginning at verse 32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness obtained promises stopped the mouth of lions quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong waxed valiant in fight returned to fight the armies of the aliens Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. In other words, what he says there in that very last verse... That all the things that we get to enjoy now, as far as salvation, as far as church, as far as uh, the blessings that we enjoy in the New Testament through Jesus Christ, would not come about without their sacrifices, without all the things that they have done. In other words, this evening, we stand upon their shoulders, and we have to ask ourselves... Now that we have get the opportunity to stand on those shoulders, are we going to be giants or are we going to be burdens? The invitation is extended as together we stand and sing. <clears throat>